Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day. It is a very autumnal around these parts where I'm recording this here in the UK. Um, we had a bit of a summer back in June where it was just crazy weather. And then since then, it's just been one long, slow death of a summer uh, stretched out over like three months. And now all we have to look forward to is the next six months of winter. Such is life. And um, it's when we can thank our lucky stars for languages, right? So we've got something to 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 occupy our minds and um, and uh, and our attention during these uh, these crazy weather times. Anyway. Would you like to have more guests on the podcast? Would you like to have more conversations and interviews? I've been doing more of them recently, and I've really enjoyed them. Uh, in recent episodes, I've spoken to Dr. Barbara Oakley, Jonathan Levy, Gabe Weiner in the last episode. Uh, I had that conversation with Chris and Kirsten. Um, we've got Alex Rawlings and Stephen Krashen coming on the podcast soon. I, I really like these conversations, but it is very different from the kind of short 10-minute Q&A episodes that I normally do. So let me know. Send me a tweet. Drop me an email. Let me know if you like these conversations and if you think I should do more. I'd like to have your opinion. Um, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, who I met again in uh, in Montreal, in the Montreal Language Festival this summer, the wonderful italki, which is the best place on the internet to get your language lessons. You can find teachers from all backgrounds, all nationalities, all languages. And to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then. now today's episode follows on very nicely from the last episode with Gabe, because I, I kind of avoided getting into a rabbit hole with, with Gabe about flashcards, because it's very technical and... Um, you know, I think for most people, the specifics of my and Gabe's particular interpretation of how to use flashcards is not that interesting. Not that doesn't really matter all that much. Much what what we both advocate is uh, is, is the sensible, smart use of pod, of, uh, of flashcards to enhance your language learning. That's the main thing I think. And I didn't want to get into a, a big kind of um, back and forth about the specifics. Uh, but as it happens, today's question is uh, <laughs> touches on exactly that. So what I'm going to do is take this question today and then speak specifically to this question. So let's hear it. Hi, Ali. This is Max in Hawaii. Um, my question for you is in regards to flashcards. Uh, I use your method of um, using phrases and going from English to my target language, Japanese, um, I've been wanting to switch over to monolingual flashcards, though. Uh, I'm curious if you, um, A, have an opinion on the benefit, or there being a benefit to having uh, monolingual target um, flashcards. And then the second part of the question would be, if you do think there is a benefit, how would you do that um, if your flashcards are phrase-based as, yeah, I mentioned there. So anyway, uh, thank you, and keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Bye. Hey, Max, thank you very much for a very cool question. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the last episode that uh, we're in the, the conversation with Gabe Weiner, where we got into flashcards a little bit 
uh, there. That was episode 213, if you'd like to go back and check that out. There's also episode 188, in which I answered the question, what are the benefits of monolingual flashcards? So what I'm going to start my answer here by telling you, giving you a very brief summary of my view on monolingual flashcards. But then I'll move on to talk about actually what I think you should do if you are going to do it. Because as you may know, I don't really think monolingual flashcards are a good way, good use of time. But I'll focus my answer on giving you my suggestions. Okay. Now I think you have to draw a distinction. Well, I would draw a distinction between the beginner level and an intermediate level. So I think at the beginner level, you can use monolingual flashcards for simply learning basic words. Whereas at the intermediate level, you've got new challenges. You've got uh, words that don't necessarily translate very well into English. You know, sorry, for example, in the case of Japanese, Mac, you know, how do you translate to yatte kureru or yatte morau, yatte ageru? <laughs> All these different types of compound words in Japanese. Uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't translate into English. And so the, the, the challenge at intermediate level is a bit different. You can also start to have expressions and idioms and things like that that don't translate well. So, uh, whereas as a beginner, you're, you would use flashcards for, for simple nouns and verbs. At the intermediate level, you're trying to learn much more complex stuff that doesn't translate well. So, that's me setting out the stall. Now, my first question to you is to ask you to challenge the assumption that you should actually create monolingual flashcards. So why have you, why are you framing the question like that? Why do you want to create monolingual flashcards? I'd ask yourself honestly why you feel like that. Is it because you love flashcards and you, and you want to up the challenge? Is it because you have got tired of using the method that you've described? Is it because you are starting to sense that there's a limitation with having English on your flashcards? And in each case, the big question is, uh, how can you be sure that this is the best way of using your time? Because for me, the big issue with monolingual flashcards is that it slows things down massively, even more than flashcards, a normal use of bilingual flashcards. And so there's a, there's a big opportunity cost to spending all your time making and studying with uh, with monolingual flashcards. And in my view, there are better ways you can use your time, uh, primarily by spending that time um, listening and reading to the language and, and using more specific memory techniques to, uh, to to learn vocabulary. All right, so I just want to put throw that out there because often I think we kind of, as language learners, we we do have a bit of tunnel vision sometimes, and the best thing we can often ask ourselves is, okay, well, what, how else could I do things? What other ways of doing things are there? So as a beginner. I can see the potential of monolingual flashcards for using concrete nouns. So for, for learning concrete nouns. So for example, learning the words for cat and dog, you know, you could have a flashcard with just the word cat or dog written. You could have a picture. You could have the audio, for example. And I can see how some people might like to use that approach to learn concrete nouns. Um, for me, it is simply much more efficient to spend a lot of time reading and listening to good material because the thing about these basic words is that they're going to come up so much that you're going to learn them anyway. You, know, you can't avoid the most common words in the language, especially when you're using kind of beginner textbooks. But um, I'll acknowledge that there may be people that, that like to learn, learn that way, so that, that's fine. As we get to the intermediate level, 
as we said, this is what we, we're going to dive into now, because I'm going to make the assumption that Max is around an intermediate level in Japanese, and that's why he feels like he wants to progress to, to monolingual flashcards. So, first thing, why would you not use monolingual flash, or what would you not use monolingual flashcards for? I'm quite clear about this. Firstly, I would not use monolingual flashcards to, to, to create definitions, okay? So I would not put, for example, the word analysis on one side of the card, and then the dictionary definition of the word analysis on the other side of the card. I would also not have, do the same thing, but with example sentences. So I would not have the word analysis on one side of the card, and then an example sentence using the word analysis on the other side of the card. Uh, and the reason is, is because this approach to flashcards is using flashcards to learn vocabulary. I do not recommend that you use flashcards at all to actually learn the meaning of vocabulary. Instead, you should learn vocabulary from your your study, from your reading, from your listening, from your textbooks, whatever it is that you're doing. And then instead, you should approach using flashcards to practice your output, all right? So practice speaking or writing. In other words, use flashcards to help train you to choose the appropriate word to use in any given situation in your conversation and then recall it quickly so that you can speak uh, you know, in fluent sentences without spending half an hour trying to remember what the word is. All right, so it's worth laboring this point because many people make the mistake of using flashcards to to learn, learn the meaning of words, to practice input. But that is, it doesn't make any sense because why would you do that rather than, you know, if you if you can learn vocabulary from rich context, like texts or videos or audio or whatever, that's much better. Now, here's what I think is the most important point about monolingual flashcards. When you think about using flashcards only in one language, the, the, the assumption you're making is, that, okay, okay, this is going to help me. I'm going to learn faster because everything is just going to be in the target language. So I'll be learning new things in the target language all the time, right? Now, this is absolutely true if you're spending your time reading, say, books in the target language or, or, or listening to podcasts or something like that in the target language. You're immersing yourself. But there's a particular phenomenon with flashcards, which is that you have, you're in danger of learning the cards and the exercise stops being useful. Now, what do we mean by learning the cards? Learning the cards is when you kind of trigger yourself to learn the answer without actually thinking about the language on a deeper level. So when you're flipping your cards over, over and over again, and they're coming back up in the deck, you, you kind of you start to associate uh, the answer to the question and the question to the answer. But that's not a very natural process. When you're in a conversation or you're writing a letter or something like that, you have to... You, you will need to try to recall that word based on the meaning that you want to express. It's very, very different from having a, a definition flashcard, for example, where you you have the word analysis and you have to, okay, what's the definition of analysis again? And you kind of, pretty quickly, after you've been through the card a few times, you start to memorize this definition in response to seeing the other side of the card. And it's just a very unnatural activity. So the big danger is that you start to learn the cards and you just go over and over and you feel very pleased with yourself because you're, you're getting the answers right. But actually, that has nothing to do with communication. The reason that I like using bilingual flashcards is because when I display on one side of the card in English the word analysis, that's a concept I understand because it's my mother tongue. So if I can then take that concept I understand and immediately train myself to say the word in the foreign language, 
assuming that there is a, a direct translation, then that is the exact, that is a mirror of what happens in a conversation. And that's why it is so, uh, so effective. So I would not, this kind of goes back to the point about what I would not do. I would not create monolingual flashcards with definitions, example sentences, these things where you have to kind of give a re- question and reply, complete the dialogue type activity. I think this is all busy work that you will, you kind of learn, you, you end up doing the, the learning equivalent of teaching to the test. You know, you can, you'll get very good at getting the right answers to these cards without ever really making any improvement in your language learning. And this is why the question I asked you earlier was like, are you really sure that this is the best way to be using the language? Okay, so that's the warning, the disclaimer. So if I were going to use monolingual flashcards myself, how would I approach it? Okay, the main thing is don't see flashcards as a testing mechanism, right? So don't see it as a way to test yourself to get the right answer. See it as more like a retrieval mechanism. In other words, use the technology of flashcards to to store stuff digitally so you can find it whenever you want and practice it easily. Use that technology to help you see the vocabulary more often. The reason that people that read a lot, people who read a lot, learn quickly is because they see interesting words and phrases over and over again. So they get used to the way the language works, they see it in context, and they start to learn it. That's why reading is so effective. For me, with flashcards, you should try to mimic this approach of repetition. Those of you who remember my my description of the art technique will remember that um, the R in art is repetition. Notice it's not T for testing. It's a very different thing. Repetition is simply the more often that you see words and phrases being used, the more likely you are to remember it. It's It's a necessary part of the process. And so the best use of flashcards, if you're going to make these monolingual flashcards, is simply to show yourself the new vocabulary as, as often as possible. And then you're more likely to actually retain it. So the kind of the kind of things that I would think about using monolingual flashcards for are as follows. I'm just going to list them out. First of all, learning Chinese characters. Now, Max, you are uh, learning Chi- uh, Japanese and learning kanji is one of the most important and most difficult tasks. Flashcards are brilliant for um, for learning Chinese characters, so I would not hesitate to do that. There are probably better ways than making your own decks. You can use an app called Pleco, which, uh, sorry, of um, an app called uh, Skritter, S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R, which is wonderful. A little bit expensive. It's about $15 a month, I think, for that for that one app, but it's uh, but it's very, very good. You could maybe create a flashcard deck of synonyms. That might be useful. So if you want to expand your vocabulary and you want to know, um, for, uh, you know, uh, have a, diff- a wider choice of words to use, you might create a deck, for example, so you don't just have analysis, but you have assessment. What's another word for analysis? Assessment is kind of a similar thing. Make a flashcard deck out of that. So then you start to see words that mean the same and you can look over them. Um, the problem with that is then once you've done that deck of synonyms, how do you, what do you do then? You know, <laughs> uh, I think there's potential for closed deletion, closed deletion or closed tests being when you kind of have a word missing and then you have to choose the correct word. So what I might do is have the, on, on the flashcard decks, I might have my sentence pop up and then I might have a, a gap in the word and I have to choose the correct word to put in the card, in, in the gap. 
Um, that's good for context because you have to read the whole sentence. So you're going to be reading quite a lot. But again, the problem with that is you're going to learn the card very quickly. Like I said before, you're just going to learn the answer. So that only, that's only going to be useful a, a few rep, for a few repetitions, at which point you just learn the answer. Right? Something else you could do is mine Google or a similar website for example sentences with a particular word. So, for example, you might Google the word analysis and then look for some interesting sentences with the word analysis in and simply build your flashcard decks with that. You don't even have to have uh, two sides. You just have one side to the flashcard. Simply have a deck with a bunch of different sentences using that word analysis and go over them. Look at them over and over again so that you are spending more time with that word in context. And the other thing you could do is to have something like question and answer cards. But... I don't mean this in terms of testing yourself. This is an idea I got from Steve Kaufman when I when we were chatting in Montreal. But we were, we were queuing up for chicken. There's an amazing Portuguese chicken shop in the um, in the the in one. Oh, I can't remember the name of that big park in Montreal. We were queuing up. We were in a queue for this chicken, this Portuguese chicken, for about half an hour, forty five minutes, and we talked about a lot of stuff, including uh, these little question and answer things. But here's the thing: instead of having a question and answer where you have to kind of guess the right answer. You simply display the question and the answer together and you read it. And the fact of just simply reading it means you just get a bit more repetition of that word. So it's not like a test. It's just you're kind of using the flashcards just to bring back words from a text or from a story over and over and over again. And it's like that kind of repetition that just helps you get used to the word. That prevents the, the problem of you know learning the card. It just becomes more exposure, which is ultimately um, what we want. All right, so those are my thoughts, Max. That's the kind of way I would I would approach it. Um, I think really the main point that I want to get through here is that if you do want to go monolingual, so to speak, then just do that. Just go off and read. Uh, browse the internet. Read blog articles. Find magazines that you like. Just do that. I don't see why uh, you need to kind of soak up all of your time with, with flashcards. I think there's plenty of other better ways to do it. Um, so there you go. I don't know how helpful that was, but I thought it'd be a good uh, good way to sort of sound off a little bit on my on my thoughts. If you would like to ask me a question, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. There is currently about a five to six week wait for questions, um, but I do get through to them, uh, through all of them uh, eventually. So your question will be answered, providing it's not one that I've answered a ton of times uh, before. Recently, I've been getting a lot of questions about can I learn two languages at the same time? And I don't think I'm going to answer these anymore because we've just been over it so many times. Um, a few resources for you then. My, I've written a little guide. It's called Make Words Stick. Many of you have uh, bought the guide already. It is a very simple guide and it's about, it's, it's got lots of pictures and explanations. And basically what I do is I, I walk you through my exact recommended process for using flashcards to learn and memorize vocabulary. Very specific to flashcards. If you don't like technology, please don't buy this guide. You won't like it. <laughs> but if you are partial to the odd flashcard session and you'd like to know exactly how I recommend using flashcards the, the right way, based on all my experience of doing this over many, many years, then uh, pick up a copy of the guide. It's called Make Words Stick. You can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash make words stick, all one word, to uh, to get a copy of that. It's very cheap. It's about $7 and it, and. So, you know, it gives you the whole process that you can then go off and use for for many, many years. All of these resources and things that I've mentioned in the show will be available in the show notes. 
and they will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 214. All right, then. Feel free to uh, chime in in the comments on this episode if uh, you disagree with anything I say or would like to uh, give your input. I appreciate it, and I'll see you back in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 